Hub Hopper Originals. This is his first ball. Through the gap, on the offside, listen to it. Hi, I'm Sumit. This is the cricketnews.com podcast. I hope you've settled down post your weekend trip to the couch. If you have, I couldn't be more proud of you. Very well done. If you haven't, I think it's time to show the rest of the house that you are still at home. They might be getting worried, you know. Speaking of travel, the highlight of the week from the world of cricket was West Indies arriving in England on Tuesday, thereby becoming the first international sports team anywhere in the world to travel overseas during the coronavirus pandemic. The Windies men's team landed at Manchester Airport on a chartered private airliner on Tuesday morning and will quarantine and train at the Emirates Old Trafford, which obviously has a hotel in the premises, before the first test at the Ages Bowl on July the 8th. The second and the third test will be held in Manchester. I guess when that happened, cricket fans from India based in England must have had a Jaya Bachchan from Ketriji moment, right? As the West Indies descended from the flight and set foot on English soil, Ketriji music playing in the background, you standing with a Aarti Thali in your hand. <laughs> Send in your audios on how you're planning to welcome the cricket back in the most quirky way possible and we'll feature you on the podcast maybe. Alright, so apparently provisions have been made to ensure that the players from both camps don't get bored as they quarantine, train and play. The Telegraph reported that players from the West Indies team have been provided with a chef specialising in Caribbean cuisine, golf and driving simulators on giant screens along with PlayStation have been installed to help them get through this phase. Now That would get me through normal life as well, forget the lockdown. Not golf, but I'd call dibs on the PlayStation. Speaking on the financial side to things, Tom Harrison, the ECB's chief executive, told the BBC this week that English cricket owes the West Indies a huge debt of gratitude and that by agreeing to tour in difficult circumstances, the West Indies have saved the ECB repaying a large chunk of their annual £280 million rights deal with Sky Sports. Okay, so if you figure out how many zeros go in that, let us know in the comment section or DM us on our social media platforms. Coming to on-the-field matters, both the teams, however, will have a new set of regulations which with they will play and abide on the cricket field as well. Which leads us to the major story this week, which is the ICC announcing a new set of temporary player regulations, which include the following. Number one is obviously the ban on applying saliva on the cricket ball. Any application of saliva spotted, remember spotted, will include warnings on two instances and then a penalty of five runs if done again. Okay, let's move on quickly from that. Non-neutral umpires obviously will be appointed so that, you know, overseas travel can be avoided, at least in the umpiring space. An additional DRS review to give the fielding side some compensation with the ban on saliva usage on the ball. Not sure if this would help with given the success rate of captains anyway these days, but uh, thank you ICC, I guess. And on the marketing side of things, an additional logo allowed on the shirt to help marketing and get more finances into you know, the series and games going forward, which would be, I think, an interesting proposition for cricket boards. All of this will obviously happen in a biosecure environment, which obviously means no outside interference of any sort, apart from the people deployed to take care of cricketing operations. The series will obviously be played without any fans in the stands and while that obviously is not the ideal case scenario, my guest on the show tonight believes that fans would take anything right now, as long as the cricket returns. And I couldn't agree more with him. 
My guest tonight has spent 21 years of his life being a professional cricket fan. Are you jealous? You're not the only one. Get over it. He and his army have witnessed some of Team India's finest hours in the last couple of decades and has celebrated the team's victories along with his heroes as he puts it. I'm joined tonight to reflect on the future of being a cricket fan and to relive some of the most amazing moments of Team India including landmark moments from 99, 2003, 2011 and 2018. I'm joined tonight by Bharat Army's Rakesh Patel. You're listening to the cricketnews.com podcast. Boom. Good to see you Rakesh. How are you? Very good. How are you? Ah, uh, not too bad. It's good to have you on the podcast, man. Um we, you know, when we were drawing up the the the, the guests that we wanted to have on the podcast, your name was obviously there for all of, you know, the incredible work that you've done with the Bharat Army over the years. Um not just because of that but also because of a very important conversation that's going on in the world of cricket at the moment which is how do we go back to cricket as it was um this chat from the BCCI this chat from various boards the players also have an opinion about having the fans or not and so one thing that we wanted to address was what do the fans want for themselves you know fanfare is a big part of of where the game is today and i couldn't find a better person than you to ask this question to Yeah I mean it's probably the one one of the most heavily debated uh topics on our uh forums that we have um obviously look first and foremost um we all want cricket back um as quickly as possible but it has to be within a safe environment it has to be safe for the players um has to be safe for the fans has to be safe safe for for all the general public right and and so as much as we miss cricket an awful lot and we want it back as soon as possible i think the most important thing is, is finding a way um first and foremost for cricket to come back so even if that is without fans in the stadium uh we will take that right now um but then obviously putting in the right measures to make sure that you know we can watch cricket in the stadiums within a safe environment um so i think staging it is the right thing what we're seeing as much as we as cricket fans and i guess sports fans overall might be really frustrated um i think you know putting humanity first is the most important thing um obviously a lot of opinions out there at the moment uh it's and uh, you know while 2020 was you know supposed to be the year of cricket major sporting events obviously um new leagues coming up uh the ipl obviously was something that we were looking forward to uh and another event that was obviously you know the culmination of the whole of the whole calendar year was the t20 world cup um and we are in a scenario now where we are trying to understand how do we go about it is the t20 world cup going to happen if that doesn't happen will the ipl happen um so strictly speaking as 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 a cricket fan um what do the fans want is the t20 world cup more important or or is the ipl you know something that you know how how does that how where do you sit on that you know this discussion that conversation Well look I think um first and foremost the IPL is something that happens uh, every year right um so it's something that we've now seen um you know for over 10 years um you know consistently now whereas mm-hmm. a T20 World Cup um in Australia doesn't happen too often right so although we get T20 World Cups fairly regularly now the last one was in 2016 um this would have been the first one in 4 years um and in fact it would have been the first one in Australia which you know which is the actual real issue here because i think um you know australia do cricket tournaments really really well 
you know, I spoke to Nick Cockley, the CEO, when I was in Australia for the Women's World Cup final. Right. And he said over 18,000 Indians from India booked tickets, you know, for that World Cup. And that was back, you know, a couple of months ago, um, you know, when the Women's World Cup was on. So right. that would have only increased you know, with the months to come before before October, obviously. So there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans out there if, um, you know, if the, if the men's T20 World Cup doesn't happen. Um, and look, in all honesty, um, based on what I said earlier on, um, you know, I think it'll be a real challenge right now for this to happen in October. Um, my personal view, and it is only personal view, is that, you know, uh, they, they will and they probably should uh, push back the T20 World Cup till next year, if possible. Mm. Um, that will free up a space for the IPL to be played in October. Um, so that, that um, covers that window. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's probably the right thing to do because having a T20 World Cup without the fans wouldn't just be, you know, a, a World Cup and wouldn't be the spectacle as we expect T20 cricket to be played in, you know. Mm. Um, and, and T20 um, World Cup is, is a World Cup which will attract, you know, thousands of fans from different countries, right? And I think that will be another challenge you know, for the Australian government is how do they, you know, allow and facilitate, mm. you know, fans to come into the country, you know, which you can understand from their perspective as well. What were your plans though for the World Cup? We have huge plans, you know. Yeah, I mean, we have huge plans because we, we obviously over the years, of, of, you know, our fan base has continued to grow. Um, you know, you guys might be aware that in, in 2019 in the World Cup last year, uh, we had over 11,000 fans travel from over 30 countries around the yes. world. So our presence is huge, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, with this being a T20 World Cup, it attracts different types of fans, right? Mm. So, um, and therefore, the demand for this World Cup was huge on our side. I mean, to give you an idea, we sold out our um, Bardami party bays for each of India's matches within 48 hours, right? So our that's allocations mad. went very, very... Wow. Very, very quickly, right? Mm. So that's, that was the demand for just India matches, you know, and people were being part of the Bharatami experience. Now, with regards to your plans going forward, have you had the chance uh, to sort of uh, understand how this can be made possible with your interactions with the ICC? What I know at the moment is through friends uh, who work within the ICC is there are discussions at the moment around scheduling um, just to, to, to discuss, um, you know, when would be um, the right time to make a decision on when mm. the tournament goes ahead or not. Um, and if a decision has to, to be made, what does that schedule look like? And, and there are so many factors to take into consideration. There's a fact around the future um, tours program. So as you know that, you know, there's a World Test Championship happening, cycle happening at the moment. Mm. So how do you fit in the commitment to the World Test Championship? Um, there's the bilateral series and there's some big bilateral series coming up, obviously India and Australia, there's England in India, um, you know, so yeah. there's a couple of big uh, bilateral series and, and obviously from those local boards perspective, you know, they would prioritize those because they bring in quite a lot of revenue for those local boards as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, what I know is happening right now is discussions around possibly plan A, plan B, plan C, depending on the timing. Right. Or when a decision is being made, and, and obviously as as things ease out from a virus perspective, I mean, you guys in the last couple of years have have brought out this incredible package where people can come and travel, and you know, and they, it, there's obviously so much cricket, and there's also ancillary entertainment that goes along with it because stadium experience has gone to another level altogether. Um, and yeah. there are suggestions now of trying to use technology to sort of get fans to watch the games remotely, as in to give them an experience of the stadium, but 
while they're not at the stadium. Um, Venki Mysore, the you know the uh, who leads KKR, said you know was speaking something about having LED screens and probably he was talking about VR and and stuff like that. Um, so where do you yeah. sit on that debate? Uh, do you think the experience of actually being in the stadium can somehow be replicated using tech? Where do you sit on that? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. You know where we are right now is you know if you, if you look at the size of stadiums around the world and you see the demand uh, for people to want attend matches, you know you just can't compare in terms of supply and demand if that makes sense, right? So mm. uh, and also can, cricket is consumed now um, it, all over the world. Like I said to you, you know we had fans traveling from over thirty countries around the world. You know I didn't even know Indian people existed in some of these countries, mm-hmm. places like Cambodia. Cambodia and Mexico, you know, Indians from Cambodia, wow. Mexico traveled with us for the World Cup, right? So, yeah. so cricket is being consumed um, by, by cricket fans all over the world, right? And therefore, the opportunity for us to take cricket, um, you know, via various different channels very much exists right now. And it's something that Bharat Army have been trying to do as well for the last few years, where, you know, what, one thing that um, we're trying to do across our platforms through very as- various assets that we have, for example, with Bardami TV and, and the podcast that we recently launched is we want to give opportunity for the fans who can't attend the matches in the stadiums for various different reasons, right? right. Some of the ge- are more ge- geographical reasons, right? Yeah. So if you take cricket, cricket in USA, you know, there are, you know, thousands and thousands of very passionate Indian cricket fans in the USA who, mm. because of where they live, they just can't logistically get to some of these matches as frequently as they want. So we're trying to create a community where people can uh, be part of that kind of stadium experience and be part of the Bharatami experience. 21 years now that the Bharatami has begun, we're recording this obviously on the 19th of May, three days post your 21st anniversary. It all began in 1990 um, at what yeah. was it, an India-Pakistan game. What was that story about? Correct. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know this story, but um, back in the 99 World Cup when India played Pakistan at Old Trafford, um, back in those days, uh, Manchester as the city um, had a very big Pakistani population. And mm. so um, when we walked into the stadium, uh, and three of my friends, um, we got to the top of the stand and we just saw a sea of green. Um, and the stadium in, in, in those days, um, you know, in terms of the percentage of Pakistan fans compared to Indian fans, was probably about 70, 30. So we were massively outnumbered uh, wow. in the stadium. Right. And if you remember, 99 was during the Cargill War, so there was already a lot of tension outside yeah. of cricket, if that makes sense, right? Yes. Um, when we walked into the stadium, you know, one of the things that I said to my friends, I said, look, you know, this might not be a very good idea for us to sit here with our India flags around <laughs> So what we decided to do, uh, I said, let's get some of the guys that we had met throughout the tournament, let's get together, um, let's, you know, try and congregate in one area of the stadium. And in those days, you could move around the stadium quite freely. Um, now there's restrictions on how you can move. Um, so we managed to get a big group of us sitting together. Um, and that over the period of that match, that group got bigger and bigger and bigger until we had a huge section of Indian fans sitting together. Um, wow. The experience, the noise, the atmosphere we created was just amazing. And then it just got me thinking after that match that, you know what, that was such a great experience. And obviously India won that match, which obviously really helps as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the experience we got um, after that uh, just made me think that, you know what, you know, there's an opportunity here for us to create, you know, a unified voice, um, you know, for Indian cricket to have an official support group. And then you guys grew from strength to strength. A decade on, uh, a landmark event, obviously the 50-over World Cup happening in India. 
the final in our yes. backyard in Mumbai. MS Dhoni leading yes. this absolutely incredible team, full of champions. And post, you know, that that incredible visual of MS six. Um, in every interview, right? Every interview that Zach Pa gave, that UV Pa gave, um, and that everyone spoke in from that team, they mentioned that you know the Vande Matram that happened in that stadium is something that they will take to their grave, right? And and I know for a fact that you you've also spoken about this for a number of times, saying that 2011 was uh, was a very important event in you know for the Bharat Army. So just give us give us a visual picture. Uh, of what it was like to be in the stadium on that day and, and what did that one day Matram mean to the people in that stadium, to the players and to you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, I was lucky enough to be living in India uh, for four years when that World Cup was happening. So, um, in 2011, I managed to watch every single of India's matches throughout that tournament. Um, and so, um, I was living in Mumbai. Um, so, actually, being able to watch in you know, your country play in a World Cup final in the city that you're you know, living in at the time yeah. was just an absolute surreal experience. And, and actually, I didn't have a ticket until the morning of the match, believe it or not. Um, mm. So that's another, that's another story. <laughs> but um, but we, man- we managed to buy 40 tickets for the final for all of my friends who were traveling in from different parts of the world um, the day before in the morning of the match. Uh, we right. picked up 40 tickets there and we well, watched it in to- the North Star- did you have to sell an organ of yours for that? I imagine those must be uh, expensive tickets. <laughs> yeah, more than one, more, more than one organ. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> right. Go on. Uh, but yeah, look, we managed to get a, a group of tickets in the North Stand Tier 2, uh, right next to the media box. So we had a fantastic view uh, ah. of that six, actually. Um, yeah. So it was going the opposite direction. But um, going back to your point around, you know, the atmosphere and experience, um, you know, the whole match, um, the emotions of that match went in waves, right? So if you remember mm. at the beginning of the match, we had a great start. Zach Bond absolutely amazingly well. Um, we had yeah. the match pretty much under control at the beginning. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Sri Lanka played superbly well. J- you know, um, JSRA's innings was amazing. And they did really, really well um, to get to you know, over 270. Yeah. Uh, and a score with a lot of people in the stadium at the time um, felt that actually would be a real challenge, a challenge. Uh, yeah. to chase down, particularly yeah. particularly at Wankari, right? So, yeah. um, so when we lost uh, Sachin and Sewag, um, you know, quite early in, in our chase, um, you know, there was a lot of Indian fans at the time, sure, right? Um, that you know, were, were we going to win? And and if I'm very very honest, I was one of them. And one of my friends who flew in the morning of the match, um, mm. you know, uh, when when uh, Sachin got out. And I slumped in my seat. He grabbed me by the neck and he said, get up. He goes, I haven't flown all the way from England to see us lose. We're going to win this, right? And he said, don't mm. you stop. He said, don't you stop singing. You keep cheering. You keep singing, <laughs> right? Because we're going to win yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and so we got, the, we got the crowd going and we didn't stop, right? And then it got to the point, um, you know, where there was a bit of a break in the match and the tension was just unreal. And I'm not sure if you can really feel the tension on TV. You know, mm. I know David Lloyd, Talk, talked about it in commentary yes. and he, you know, he went silent um, for a period of time. Um, but that, I think you had to be in the stadium to really feel the emotion and to feel um, that atmosphere. And, and when Van der Marten was played, right, um, and even now, if I watch it right now, and, and most people who weren't even in the stadium, if they watch it right now, they talk about getting goosebumps, goosebumps in their head and the back of their neck, um, standing yeah. up, you know, and, and it really is that kind of moment. It's a one-off. I don't think in... in 
over 30 years of me watching cricket around the world, have I ever felt that type of emotion in a cricket stadium? Probably the only time that came close to that was um, when Sergio retired and I, and I came to Mumbai to watch his last, last test. But, but mm. um, you know, I've, said, I've still said that's a distant second compared to that moment. So it was a surreal moment, you know, it was an absolute surreal moment and, and, and a very fitting moment for the way the whole tournament ended with, with a six. You know, I don't think the script that moment, um, it was proper Bollywood, right? That's how I would put it, you know. Um, if, if, it was right, if they were to make a movie about it, you know, it's, it's got a, a true ending which actually happened, if that makes sense. Let's take a quick break on the cricketnews.com podcast to stay with us. Welcome back to the cricketnews.com podcast. We're in conversation with Bharat Ami's Rakesh Patel. So, like you said, I mean, in, in 21 years of, of, you know, having the Bharat Ami around, I'm sure that this moment uh, in 2011 was very, very special. Sachin's retirement again was also very special. Another video of you guys, uh, you know, of, of you guys celebrating with the Indian team that, that came up and, and literally stopped Twitter for the day, I remember, was after the series win in Australia, the Test Series win, right? Yeh mera dil diwana. That was an insane yeah. video, man. Tell me about that. Were you there yeah, yeah. when that happened? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so basically, I flew out um, for the final test match in, in Sydney, um, literally just for five days from London to, um, um, to Sydney, because I've been to Australia uh, previous times. I'd never seen India win in Australia. And, you yeah. know, I said to myself, look, that whatever happens, I want to be there on that moment when, you know, when we win that, that series. Because after years of following the team and seeing us lose in Australia, um, to see us win would be something really special, obviously, right? So yeah. I flew out and I was actually staying in the same team uh, hotel as well as with the players. And, um, and you know, um, the media manager, Anand, came up to me and he said, look, Rax, we want to do something special for you guys. You, yeah. know, you followed us throughout the year. Uh, we were in South Africa. You guys were there to support us there and we lost. You know, we lost in England. You guys supported us throughout the whole series really well. And you guys have been amazing in Australia as well. So we want to thank you somehow your support in 2018 so I thought okay great um wasn't sure what they had planned if I'm if I was honest and um he said look what we're going to do is um when the players come back in the hotel we want you to greet them um you know in, in your Bardami way and you know the players came in and I have to say again you know up, it's up there probably with 2011 Wankadi uh, as being one of the most surreal moments ever where you know you're literally dancing with the players or singing with the players and I know that the BCCI only put up you know like maybe two or three minutes of, of that, uh, that time um, yeah. but actually we got to engage we got to speak to players and um, you know they were amazing you know Virat, right from Virat right down to every single player they, they spent time with us they spoke to us they thanked us you know for our support and it was a very special moment because you know uh, one thing I've always said is that as a fan group you know um you know, you're judged on how you're valued by the team you support. Um, I think in the past, um, a story that a lot of people may not be aware of, which happened, um, which was a fantastic story back in 2003 in the World Cup in South Africa. Um, it, when we beat Pakistan, um, I went to the team hotel and I asked the researchers, um, you know, if um, we could invite the, uh, the Indian cricket team to celebrate uh, the Pakistan win with us uh, in Stanton, in a, in in a bar which we had um, rented out. Um, right. And um, and I asked him to give the letter to the manager on behalf of uh, Dami, and um, never for one minute in my life thought they would take it out. 
Um, and, you know, around 8.30 p.m., uh, in walks Viru, Sachin, Sewag, uh, Kaif, every single player, Dravid, every single player walked in. We even had a cordoned off area for them in the hope that they would turn up. Yeah. And they turned yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and they turned up. Um, and, you know, again, it was one of the most surreal experiences because you're there celebrating a victory. And remember, that was back in 2003. So India-Pakistan matches, we weren't played number we are played now. So it was the first time we played them in a while, in a World Cup as well. So mm. um, to be able to celebrate um, a World Cup win against Pakistan in the country that you played in with, you know, your, your heroes, right, um, yeah. was, a, was a surreal moment. You know, um, we, we took a few photos, which uh, we've got still from that night. Um, some we can share, some we can't. <laughs> but it was, yeah. but it was, it was a, it was a fantastic experience. Something that I, I will, um, I remember, uh, you know, again uh, as one of the most iconic moments of, of my experience. And a lot of fans that were with us, a lot of our family members that travelled from all over the world, got to experience that as well. You know, that were in that, in that venue that day. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Do you want to quickly run over how how people can sort of be a part of the Bharat Army? Yeah, so, so first and foremost, um, you know, I encourage everyone to become a registered member. Um, to become a member is free of charge. Um, so there's no fee attached to becoming a member. Um, but if you do become a member, um, then the benefits you get is uh, when we attend matches in India or anywhere else around the world, uh, you will be notified of how you can be part of our Bardami experience. So you could be part of, um, you know, the fans that uh, sit in the stands together and, and you can be real, real, um, opportunity to be part of that experience and and you just got to go on, onto our website um, um, www.bardami.com uh, register to become a member and then you will start you know start notifications of how you can be part of that experience um, if you want to travel with us abroad uh, we also have Bardami travel uh, where you can uh, purchase travel packages uh, particularly for the ICC tournaments which are very popular um, and you can purchase our ticket and travel packages, which are official ICC packages. Um, and you can be part of the travel experience as well, where you can travel in big groups uh, with Indian cricket fans from all over the world um, and really get to be part of that travel experience as well. And if you've never done a Bardami uh, travel tour before, um, you know, you only have to go on, on our social channels and listen to some of the videos um, right. and the stories that people post uh, about what kind of experience they have when they come with us. And, you know, we say that once you come on one, you, you'll want to come on them again and again and again because just the experience of being with Indian cricket fans all over the world, you know, in another country, uh, it's something very, very special. It's a real experience indeed. Nothing like being at the stadium. And if you get a chance to be with this lot, uh, have a good time, dance along with the dholes and cheer on Team India, nothing like it. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the cricketnews.com podcast. Please make sure you press subscribe to never miss out on any of these wonderful conversations from the world of cricket. Do share this episode and all the other episodes on your social media channels as well and share them with your friends. Please stay indoors and go out only if you really need to. You don't want to put those in risk who have absolutely no option but to go out to ensure that they feed their families during this difficult time. And as you stay at home, take care of yourselves and to take care of your daily and weekly doses of cricket, do get on to cricketnews.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. This is Hubhopper Original. Thank you for listening to this Hubhopper Original. 
अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट